The town was one of those forgotten places where roads seemed to go on forever, leading to nowhere in particular. Tucked away behind rolling hills and dense forests, the community was small, but its history was rich with folklore, myths, and the kind of secrets only a close-knit rural town can keep. While outsiders saw little more than dilapidated barns, rusting machinery, and seemingly endless fields, locals knew each acre had its own story to tell. In this maze of soil and legend, one farm stood out among the rest, a sprawling estate that had been cultivated by the same family for generations. Acres upon acres of land, as fertile as they were expansive, stretched out in every direction. Cornfields, in particular, were the crown jewels of the estate. Rows of maize towered like natural skyscrapers, their golden hues a testament to the richness of the land they sprang from. Here, earth met sky in a celebration of agricultural abundance. Guardians of this bounty were scarecrows, figures of straw and wood positioned like sentinels throughout the fields. Dressed in worn-out flannels and sun-faded hats, they wore stern expressions stitched onto their burlap faces. They stood undisturbed through the changing seasons, bearing witness to the life cycles of the crops they were meant to protect. Most folks thought them nothing more than simple tools, serving the single purpose of scaring away crows and other pests. But the farmer who owned the land knew each one by its location and the specific quadrant of the field it presided over. Through years of dedicated toil, this farmer had created an agricultural empire, built on the secrets passed down through his lineage. Wisdom about the best planting cycles, the ideal mix of nutrients for the soil, and even the optimal times to harvest were all part of a handed-down knowledge base. But what the ancestors couldn't pass down was a warning about the unknown, the mysterious changes that no amount of wisdom or experience could predict. As autumn approached, with its palette of fiery reds and deep oranges painting the landscape, a shift began to happen. Almost imperceptible at first, like the earliest signs of an incoming storm, a change started to creep across the fields. An inexplicable air of tension settled over the farm. Both the land and its creatures seemed to sense that something was stirring. What it was, or what it would become, remained veiled in a shroud of uncertainty. But as days turned into weeks, it became increasingly clear that this season would bring something much more unsettling than just the fall harvest. This atmospheric transformation set the stage for a chain of extraordinary events, far beyond the realm of traditional farming woes. And as the days shortened, giving way to longer and darker nights, the farmer would come to realize that some secrets are buried for a reason, and some guardians serve more than one master. In the early days of autumn, as the first leaves began to descend gracefully from the embrace of their parent trees, it was the eyes of the scarecrows that caught the farmer's attention. Each night, after the laborious rituals of the day were complete and the sun had dipped below the horizon, the farmer would sit on his porch, enjoying a fleeting moment of respite. The cornfields stretched out in front of him, their details blurred in the dimming light, merging into a sea of tranquil darkness. It was during these nightly vigils that he first noticed it, an anomaly that transformed the familiar landscape into something eerie and unsettling. When the moon rose high in the night sky, it cast a soft luminescence over the farm. The scarecrows, usually nothing more than vaguely human-shaped silhouettes against the dark canvas, 
started to exhibit something strange. Their eyes, once dull buttons sewn into burlap, appeared to glint and shimmer as if reflecting some distant, hidden light. A glow that seemed to emanate from within, giving them an almost lifelike quality. Each pair of eyes seemed to possess its own luminosity, neither entirely uniform nor completely random, as though capturing the moon's essence and distilling it into something altogether different. The farmer found himself transfixed by this phenomenon. Every night, he would stare into the glowing eyes, feeling both entranced and disturbed. They no longer felt like inert objects. There was a depth to them, a new layer of complexity that felt incongruent with their nature. The once benign guardians of his field now looked back at him with an expression he couldn't decipher, as if they held secrets he was not privy to. This luminescent transformation wasn't merely cosmetic, it was symptomatic of a shift, an underlying change that the farmer could feel but not yet understand. The glowing eyes seemed to be sending a message, though its content remained elusive. What he did know, however, was that the eyes had broken the tranquility of his nightly observations. They had introduced an element of the unknown into a setting he had always considered safe and familiar. With each passing night, the glow seemed to intensify, reaching a hue that was neither natural nor entirely spectral, but something in between. It was as if a fragment of some otherworldly realm had found its way into the earthly bodies of the scarecrows, anchoring itself in the most expressive part of their constructed visage. In the quiet hours of the night, when the world felt furthest from the sun's life-giving rays, the eyes would gleam brighter, and the farmer's unease would deepen. Whatever was happening was gaining momentum, an unseen tide rising under the light of the moon. And as it rose, the farmer felt increasingly compelled to delve into the mystery, to venture into the fields that were growing stranger with each passing day. In that tension between fascination and dread, the farmer knew that the eyes were but a doorway to something much larger, a puzzle that stretched across the expanse of his land, challenging the boundary between the natural and the inexplicable. It was a challenge he could not ignore, setting the stage for an exploration that would soon blur those boundaries beyond recognition. While the glowing eyes of the scarecrows unsettled the farmer's peace, a different kind of transformation began to unfold within the farm's animal population. These creatures, ordinarily so in tune with the rhythms of the land, started to exhibit behaviors that were nothing short of peculiar. The cows, usually placid animals that grazed lazily throughout the day, began to act with uncharacteristic nervousness. They would huddle together near the barn, as far away from the looming cornfields as their fenced enclosure would allow. Their eyes, large and usually docile, now looked troubled, even fearful, as they swished their tails in agitation. No longer content to graze leisurely, they paced back and forth, as if anxious to escape an unseen predator. Their lowing seemed to take on an anxious timbre, a series of vocalizations that bore the weight of some undefined worry. The chickens were no exception. These birds, often the epitome of industriousness as they scratched and pecked their way through the farmyard, grew strangely quiet. The usual bustling energy waned, replaced by a subdued, almost listless demeanor. Their clucking became infrequent and hushed, as if they were trying to go unnoticed. Most notably, their egg production started to decline. The nests that were usually full each morning now often contained only one or two eggs, and sometimes none at all. 
Even the barn cat, a solitary and fiercely independent creature, was not immune to the change. Normally a night prowler that enjoyed its nocturnal hunts, the cat began to forego its evening escapades. Instead, it stayed close to the house, its fur frequently bristling, as if spooked by something it sensed but could not see. At times, it would hiss and arch its back at the empty air, particularly when it faced the direction of the cornfields, its eyes narrowing to slits of feline mistrust. As these animals grew more restless and skittish, the farmer couldn't help but connect their sudden mood shifts to the oddities he had observed in the scarecrows. It was as though the farm itself was undergoing a systemic upheaval, affecting both its human and animal inhabitants. While the cause of this behavioral alteration among the animals remained unknown, their collective anxiety served as a tangible marker of the farm's growing imbalance. The intuition of animals, often sharper than that of humans, can serve as a natural barometer for environmental change, a first alert system that picks up disturbances too subtle for the human senses. Their inexplicable apprehensions seemed to suggest that they were reacting to something, a presence or an energy that the farmer could neither see nor understand. But it was becoming impossible to ignore the signs, something was amiss, and it was affecting every living being on the farm. In a place where the symbiosis between land, human, and animal had always been the cornerstone of life, these behavioral aberrations were more than just disconcerting, they were alarming. What could provoke such a unanimous change in temperament across different species? The question loomed large in the farmer's mind, adding another layer to the growing enigma that was slowly engulfing his land. It became a persistent whisper, a murmur that couldn't be shut out, urging him to delve deeper into the disquieting events unfolding around him. The farm's greatest asset, and the farmer's primary source of pride, had always been its robust crops. Generation after generation, the fertile soil had yielded abundant harvests, becoming a living testament to the family's agricultural prowess. But as the season progressed and the strange occurrences continued to manifest, it became evident that even the crops were not immune to the unsettling changes gripping the farm. Corn stalks that had once stood tall and proud now looked listless and bent, their leaves acquiring a sickly yellow tint as opposed to the deep green that usually signified good health. Pumpkins that should have been burgeoning and round seemed to wither on the vine, their orange hue faded and dull. Even the apple trees, long-standing fixtures in the farm's landscape, produced fruit that was strangely misshapen and devoid of its customary sweetness. The decline was not just aesthetic, it was systemic. Crops that should have thrived were stagnating, displaying symptoms of distress that defied any conventional agricultural explanation. Fertilizers, pesticides, and even adjustments to the watering schedule failed to reverse the deterioration. Each failed attempt at remediation left the farmer increasingly disheartened, as if the very lifeblood of the farm was slowly draining away. The land that had been so generous now felt like it was recoiling, pulling its bounty back as if in self-protection. It was a reality the farmer found difficult to accept, given the years of hard work and intimate understanding he had invested in his fields. Yet, the evidence was undeniable, a visible manifestation of the mysterious ailment that seemed to have befallen his property. And just like the animals, the crops seemed to be signaling a shift, a deviation from the norms that had governed the farm for decades.
the decline in crop health was not just a blow to the farmer's livelihood, it was an affront to his identity. In a community where farming was not just a job but a way of life, a reflection of one's skill, dedication, and heritage, the state of one's crops was a public statement, subject to scrutiny and judgment. But beyond the blow to his professional pride, the farmer was struck by the symbolic implications, the crops were the heart of the farm, a living barometer of its overall well-being. And if the heart was failing, what did that signify for the rest of the organism? As harvest time approached, the question became increasingly urgent. A poor yield would not just represent financial loss, but a disconnection from the natural cycles that had always dictated the rhythm of life here. More troubling was the deeper, existential question it raised. If the land was in decline, could it be renewed, or was this a portent of irreversible decay? It was a question the farmer could not afford to leave unanswered. As much as he dreaded it, he knew the time had come to face whatever was altering his land so fundamentally. Each discolored leaf, each underdeveloped fruit, became a clue in an unfolding mystery, a call to action that could no longer be ignored. With the deterioration of the crops, the list of inexplicable occurrences had reached a critical mass. The farm, a once harmonious ecosystem, was now a landscape of enigmas, each one pointing to an escalating imbalance that was impossible to dismiss. It was a situation that demanded investigation, a search for answers that would lead the farmer into the enigmatic heart of his own land. In the quietude of his home, amidst the relics of a simpler past and under the watchful gaze of ancestral portraits, the farmer prepared himself for what he increasingly sensed would be a pivotal night. The strange occurrences on his farm had passed a threshold, a point of no return where ignoring the problem was no longer an option. Tonight, he would venture into the cornfields to seek out the cause of the disturbances, armed with the belief that facing a problem head-on was the first step in solving it. As he readied his gear, the atmosphere seemed thick with anticipation, the silence of the house punctuated by the ticking of the old grandfather clock in the hallway. He picked out a durable pair of boots, ones that had seen years of toil in the fields and were molded perfectly to the contours of his feet. He chose a sturdy jacket, its fabric worn yet resilient, able to withstand the chill and dampness of a night excursion. Into his pockets, he placed a compact but powerful flashlight, a pocket knife with a sharp, gleaming blade, and a small notebook and pen, tools for illumination, protection, and documentation. The farmer paused as he reached for his old hunting rifle, a reliable weapon that had served him well during various seasons of game. He hesitated, unsure if bringing a firearm was an act of prudence or paranoia. After a moment's contemplation, he decided to leave the rifle behind, not wanting to introduce an element of violence into a situation he still poorly understood. He opened an old wooden chest and took out a leather-bound book, its pages yellowed by time but its knowledge as relevant as ever. It was a family heirloom, a compendium of local folklore and agricultural wisdom passed down through generations. He flipped through its pages, hoping to find some piece of ancestral insight that might shed light on his current predicament. While the book was filled with quaint superstitions and remedies, there was nothing that directly addressed the circumstances he found himself in. He closed the book with a sigh, placing it back into the chest with a feeling of resignation. 
Tonight, he would be venturing into the unknown without the comfort of inherited wisdom to guide him. Lastly, he took a few moments to mentally prepare himself. With a deep breath, he let his thoughts wander through the years of sweat and labor he had invested in the farm, each inhale drawing in memories of harvests celebrated and challenges overcome. As he exhaled, he tried to release the mounting anxieties and fears that had been accumulating over the past weeks, each breath out an attempt to purge uncertainty. He knew that whatever he encountered tonight, he would need to face it with a clear mind and steady heart. Thus prepared, he stepped outside, locking the door behind him with a sense of finality. As his eyes adjusted to the darkness, he looked toward the moonlit cornfields, their contours casting long shadows that seemed to dance and sway in the night breeze. They appeared as a labyrinth, a world apart from the farm he knew by daylight, and the thought struck him that he was crossing a threshold into a different realm altogether. Despite the sense of foreboding, he felt a glimmer of determination solidify within him. With a last look back at his house, a silhouette framed against the backdrop of a lifetime's memories, he headed toward the fields. Each step seemed to echo with a weight that went beyond the simple act of walking. It was as though he was stepping deeper into a mystery that had been waiting, just beyond the edges of perception, for someone, or something, to uncover it. Tonight, he would peel back the veil that had fallen upon his farm, driven by the desperate hope that understanding would grant him the power to restore his land and life to their natural states. The farmer stepped cautiously into the cornfield, his boots crunching softly on the soil that had been cultivated with so much care over the years. The flashlight in his hand cast a beam of light that pierced the darkness, revealing the way forward but also creating stark contrasts of shadow and illumination that heightened the eerie ambience. Each stalk of corn seemed to watch him silently as he moved deeper into the labyrinthine field, their drooping leaves like half-closed eyes, weary yet somehow vigilant. As he ventured further, he couldn't shake the sensation that he was not alone. It wasn't just the weight of the animal's apprehensive behaviors or the decline of his crops that filled him with unease. It was an intangible, electric charge in the air, a static of tension that seemed to grow with every step. Even without a breeze, the corn stalks rustled quietly, a whispered conversation he could not comprehend, as if they were murmuring secrets he was not meant to hear. The distance between where he stood and the boundary of his farmstead grew, but the journey felt interminable. Time seemed to stretch and contract in odd ways, and the farmer felt disoriented. Was he walking in a straight line or had he somehow veered off course? The path he created behind him disappeared into a veil of darkness, offering no clues. His flashlight flickered intermittently, as if struggling to maintain its luminosity in an environment that seemed increasingly resistant to any form of clarity. Finally, he reached the heart of the cornfield, a circular clearing that had always served as the unofficial center of his agricultural endeavors. He had often stood here to survey the health of his crops, to appreciate the geometric beauty of the rows extending outward in all directions. Tonight, however, the clearing held a different energy, one that was not welcoming but rather charged with an unknown but palpable force. He shone his flashlight around, half expecting to see something, or someone, yet the beam revealed only emptiness. Just as he was about to turn back, resigned to the notion that his midnight expedition might be an exercise in futility, 
he noticed it, the scarecrows. They were not where he had placed them. Two that were usually stationed at opposite ends of the field now stood at the clearing's edge, their straw-stuffed forms leaning slightly, as if in conversation. Their burlap faces seemed to have acquired an unnerving quality of expressiveness, and their eyes, the eyes that had glowed inexplicably on previous nights, now shimmered faintly in the darkness, even without the direct hit of his flashlight. A shiver rippled through him, a visceral reaction that distilled all the disquieting events of the past weeks into a single, heart-stopping moment. His instincts screamed at him to flee, to extricate himself from this unsettling tableau, but he stood rooted to the spot, captivated by the absurdity and terror of what he was witnessing. Were the scarecrows just inanimate objects moved by a prankster or some natural force, or had they become something else, entities with an agency of their own? As these thoughts whirled through his mind, the farmer felt an unsettling shift in the atmosphere. The charge in the air intensified, like the static before a thunderstorm, and he felt a pull, a compulsion emanating from the scarecrows. Their eyes seemed to glow brighter for a moment, as if acknowledging his realization. The soil beneath him vibrated subtly, a low-frequency hum that resonated through his bones. The boundaries between the natural and the inexplicable blurred, and in that liminal space, he understood that he was at a point of no return. The farm, his heritage, and perhaps even his reality were fraying at the edges, and unraveling this mystery required crossing a line that could not be uncrossed. And so, with a mix of dread and resolve, he took a step closer to the scarecrows, ready to confront whatever lay behind their enigmatic gaze. As the farmer approached the scarecrows, each step felt heavier than the last, as if he were walking through a thick, invisible fog. His flashlight trembled slightly in his grip, casting shaky beams that only added to the surreal atmosphere. But the most unsettling element remained the scarecrows themselves, their inexplicable movement, their lifelike eyes, and the way they seemed to beckon him closer without uttering a single word or making a single motion. Finally standing before them, he hesitated for a moment, then cautiously reached out to touch the fabric of one scarecrow's sleeve. The texture felt different than it should, coarser, almost prickly, as if the straw and burlap had undergone a transformation. The eyes of the scarecrow seemed to shimmer in acknowledgement, their luminescence waxing for a brief moment as if pleased by his recognition of the change. And that's when he felt it, a thrumming vibration emanating from the scarecrows, subtle but unmistakable, sinking up with the low hum that reverberated through the soil underfoot. Just as the farmer began to sense that he was on the verge of some profound discovery, a rustling sound filled the air around him. It originated not from the scarecrows, but from the surrounding cornstalks. The leaves and stalks shivered and shook as though touched by an invisible wind, and the sound swelled into a low chorus, filling the clearing with an almost melodic resonance. The scarecrows vibrated in harmony with this peculiar symphony, and for a moment, the farmer found himself entranced, swept up in an otherworldly performance orchestrated by elements that should have been inert. Abruptly, the scarecrow's eyes flared a bright, vivid hue, no longer a subtle glow but a focused beam that illuminated the clearing. The light revealed patterns on the ground around the scarecrow's feet, intricate designs that looked almost like crop circles, traced into the soil as if by an invisible hand. 
The farmer realized he was standing at the epicenter of these patterns, directly in line with the gaze of the scarecrows. Then, in an instant, the light from their eyes extinguished, plunging the clearing back into darkness. The rustling ceased, the vibrations faded, and an unsettling silence settled over the field. The farmer blinked, disoriented, trying to readjust his vision and make sense of what had just transpired. Had he witnessed some sort of communion between the scarecrows and the land itself? Or had he stumbled upon a phenomenon that defied all logical explanation? His pulse quickened as he considered the implications. The scarecrows, it seemed, were not just guardians of the field but participants in a larger, more enigmatic ritual, a ritual that involved the land, the crops, and perhaps even the boundaries of reality itself. And it appeared that this ritual was incomplete, its culmination pending some further action or revelation. The farmer felt both an urgency and a trepidation, knowing that the path ahead was fraught with uncertainties and that the choices he made would have ramifications beyond his understanding. Yet, he also knew that turning back was not an option. The scarecrows had revealed just enough to bind him to their mystery, compelling him to seek answers even as he grappled with mounting fears. With a sense of resolve stiffening his spine, he turned his attention to the intricate patterns at his feet, contemplating their possible significance as clues to deciphering the field's cryptic metamorphosis. In the newfound darkness of the clearing, the farmer aimed his flashlight at the ground, casting light upon the intricate patterns he had briefly glimpsed. They were circles, meticulously etched into the earth, with geometric shapes and lines connecting them, forming a complex web that radiated outward from the very spot he was standing on. The more he looked at it, the more it resembled an arcane sigil, a glyph laden with meaning that was both elusive and deeply significant. The word, center, resonated in his mind. He was at the center, not just of the field, but perhaps of this unfolding enigma. His eyes were drawn back to the scarecrows. Even in their current inert state, they maintained an air of latent potency. They stood like sentinels at the rim of the patterns, as if their role was not just to guard the crops but also this clandestine heart of the field. A gut feeling told him that these circles and lines were not mere random designs but a sort of key, an enigmatic code related to the scarecrows, the failing health of his farm, and the mysterious phenomena that he had been witnessing. Taking a deep breath to steady his nerves, the farmer knelt and began to touch the outlines of the circles, tracing them with his fingertips. As he did so, he felt a palpable energy coursing through the lines, a tingling sensation that flowed up his arm and spread through his body. It was an electrifying yet not unpleasant feeling, akin to static electricity but imbued with a sense of purpose. Suddenly, the ground beneath him seemed to give a gentle shudder, as if acknowledging his actions. The vibration he had felt earlier now returned, subtle but more distinct, flowing through the soil and into his feet, synchronizing with the tingling energy from the patterns. Then, as if triggered by this synchronization, the eyes of the scarecrows reignited, glowing softly but steadily, illuminating the clearing with their eerie light. The patterns on the ground began to shimmer, their outlines glowing in tandem with the eyes, as if activated by the touch and recognition of the human at their center. Yet, even as he observed these phenomena, the farmer felt a growing realization that the field, the scarecrows, 
and the patterns were but elements of a larger, more complex tapestry that extended beyond this clearing. This was not just about failing crops or repositioned scarecrows, it was about equilibrium, a balance that had been disturbed and was now seeking restoration. He found himself considering the heritage of his land, its history not just as a plot for agriculture, but as a living, breathing entity with its own rhythms and needs. What had been set in motion here? Was he merely a pawn in a cosmic game? Or did he have a role to play, a responsibility even? His thoughts swirled, questions multiplying even as answers remained tantalizingly out of reach. Yet one thing became increasingly clear. The center of this enigmatic field held more than soil and crops. It held secrets, ones that were now beckoning, challenging him to delve deeper. So he stood there, amidst the eerie glow of the scarecrow's eyes and the enigmatic patterns at his feet, making a silent commitment to unravel this mystery, no matter where it would lead. Still at the center of the clearing, bathed in the surreal luminescence of the scarecrow's eyes and the glowing patterns on the ground, the farmer felt his thoughts gravitate toward an unsettling but increasingly plausible idea. What if the land itself was sentient, or connected to a sentience that he had failed to perceive before? And what if that sentience had manifested through the scarecrows, transforming them from lifeless effigies into conduits of some greater force? The thought was at once both awe-inspiring and terrifying. It would mean that his understanding of the world, honed by years of pragmatic farming, would need to expand to encompass possibilities that bordered on the supernatural. But as he stood there, enveloped by an atmosphere thick with mystery and palpable energy, this once implausible idea began to solidify into a form of new understanding. It was as if a veil had lifted, offering him a brief, enigmatic glimpse into the inner workings of his land, his scarecrows, and perhaps even the universe itself. He suddenly realized that the anomalies plaguing his farm, the deteriorating health of his crops, the strange behavior of his animals, and the inexplicable phenomena surrounding the scarecrows, were all interconnected, cogs in a machine he had yet to fully understand. He found himself thinking back to old legends and folklore, stories he had heard as a child but dismissed as mere superstition, tales that spoke of land spirits and ancient entities deeply tied to the natural world. Could such myths contain a kernel of truth, fragments of ancient wisdom passed down through generations but lost in the mists of time? Could his farm be a modern intersection of these timeless narratives, a place where the line between the empirical and the mystical was not just blurred but eradicated? As these thoughts coalesced in his mind, the ground beneath him vibrated once more, as if in acknowledgement of his newfound understanding. The eyes of the scarecrows flared briefly, casting a pulse of light that expanded outward, illuminating the entire field for a fleeting moment. He saw the cornstalks stand erect, as if jolted awake, their leaves unfurling as though receiving some vital, life-affirming signal. And for a moment, everything, the farmer, the scarecrows, the patterns, and the field itself, seemed to be in sync, harmoniously connected in a complex dance of energy and intent. Then, as quickly as it had occurred, the moment passed. The light receded, the eyes of the scarecrows dimmed, and the field returned to its previous state of nocturnal stillness. But something fundamental had changed. The farmer felt it deep within him, a shift in perspective, a broadening of understanding, 
an awakening of sorts. Whatever force governed this land had made itself known, and in doing so, had granted him an opportunity, a choice. He could either turn away, dismissing what he had experienced as mere illusion, or he could embrace this mysterious new reality and engage with it, seeking to understand its laws and its desires. The realization was powerful, almost overwhelming, but it also filled him with a sense of purpose he had not felt in years. The road ahead was uncertain, fraught with challenges that defied conventional wisdom, but it was a road he knew he must traverse. And as he finally turned to leave the clearing, making his way back through the labyrinthine field toward the home that now seemed like a sanctuary from another lifetime, he knew that his journey was just beginning. The answers he sought were not behind him but ahead, hidden in the enigmatic folds of a world that was far more complex and far more extraordinary than he had ever dared to imagine. Over the days that followed, the farmer found himself consumed by an obsessive focus. He scoured old texts and manuscripts, delving into local folklore and global myths, seeking anything that might shed light on the mysterious phenomena he had witnessed. He even experimented with various rituals, some based on ancient customs, others improvised in moments of intuitive insight, to see if they might influence the state of his land and the behavior of his scarecrows. The more he read and experimented, the more he became convinced that he was dealing with something that transcended normal understanding, something that required not just scientific know-how but a blend of wisdom from both the empirical and mystical realms. Finally, the farmer formulated a plan, an act designed to acknowledge and engage with the force that had made itself known. It was a calculated risk, but the stakes were high, and he felt a profound sense of responsibility. The land had communicated its distress, and it was up to him to respond, to restore the balance that had been disrupted. So, one night, under a sky freckled with stars and a waxing moon, he returned to the clearing at the heart of his field. In his hands, he carried an assortment of items, a bowl of fresh spring water, a handful of seeds from his healthiest crops, and a small, ornate talisman made of intertwined willow branches, a symbol of protection and spiritual energy in several cultures' folklore. Arriving at the intricate patterns at the center of the clearing, he placed the bowl of water at the geometric center and gently scattered the seeds in a circle around it. Then he took the willow talisman and hung it carefully on the scarecrow that stood closest to the north, aligning it with traditional beliefs that associated the cardinal direction with elemental earth and material foundation. Having arranged everything, he stood back and took a deep breath. His heart pounded in his chest as he raised his arms, his palms facing the scarecrows, and closed his eyes. Silently, he projected his intent, a wordless communication aimed at whatever entity or entities might be listening. He acknowledged the land, its spirit, its power. He acknowledged the scarecrows as conduits, the patterns as keys, the entire farm as a living, breathing system. And most importantly, he acknowledged his role as a caretaker, not a master, someone willing to cooperate, to learn, to adapt. As he opened his eyes, he sensed a subtle shift in the atmosphere. The air seemed denser, charged with an invisible energy that pulsated in harmony with his own heightened state of awareness. Slowly, the eyes of the scarecrows began to glow, their luminescence growing stronger and more vibrant until it reached an almost blinding intensity. 
the patterns on the ground reacted in kind, their lines lighting up to form a radiant grid that connected with the eyes of the scarecrows in a dazzling display of light and geometry. Then, with a sound like the rushing of wind through a narrow passage, the light from the scarecrows and the patterns converged on the bowl of water at the center. The water shimmered, its surface rippling as if stirred by an invisible hand, and then it began to levitate, rising in a spinning column that was engulfed by the converging light. For a brief, suspended moment, the farmer felt as if time itself had paused, holding its breath in anticipation of some monumental event. And then it happened, the column of water burst into a spray of fine mist, dispersing in all directions to fall upon the ground and the scarecrows alike. As it did, the light receded, but the eyes of the scarecrows retained a softer, steadier glow, as if some equilibrium had been reached, some circuit completed. Even the air felt different, cleaner, purer, as if cleansed by the act he had just performed. As the farmer stood there, taking it all in, he knew that he had crossed a threshold, ventured beyond the point of no return. The act was complete, but its ramifications were yet to be fully understood. Yet he felt a quiet optimism, a hope that he had succeeded in reaching out, in forming a pact with whatever powers governed this remarkable piece of land. And though he was acutely aware that the mystery was far from solved, he also knew that he had taken the first critical step on a journey that promised not just challenges and perils, but also wonders and revelations beyond his wildest imaginings. In the days that followed the ritualistic act, the farmer noticed undeniable changes in his environment. The crops seemed rejuvenated, standing tall and vibrant as though basking in a newfound vitality. The animals, too, appeared calmer, their previous skittishness replaced by a peaceful demeanor. Even the scarecrows seemed different, their lingering glow now appearing more akin to a watchful gaze than an eerie haunting. Yet, for all the positive changes, a sense of weightiness remained, the feeling of an unwritten contract, of obligations yet to be defined but already taking shape in the recesses of his mind. The land was a partner now, not just a possession, and partnerships required compromise, understanding, and ongoing communication. The farmer felt it was time for a temporary retreat, a period of introspection to absorb and contemplate the mysterious events and revelations that had so rapidly unfolded. He decided to leave his farm for a brief respite, entrusting its care to a trusted neighbor who had minimal knowledge of the recent happenings. The farmer felt it was not yet time to share this story, not until he could grasp its full import and, perhaps, its broader implications. Securing his home and taking one final, lingering look at the field and its enigmatic guardians, the farmer set off. He drove through the winding roads that led him farther away from his now altered life, towards a small mountain retreat he had often visited in younger years, a place of solitude and natural beauty that always had the power to refresh his spirit. As he settled into the rustic cabin, devoid of modern distractions, the farmer felt both detached and deeply connected, detached from his familiar daily routines and yet profoundly linked to the mysterious tapestry of life that now seemed so much larger and intricate. The isolation provided him with the clarity to think, to ponder the questions that had been raised and the responsibilities that now lay ahead. The days passed in contemplative solitude, hiking through the forested trails, meditating beside a quietly flowing stream, 
and during the nights, jotting down his thoughts and insights in a leather-bound journal. Slowly, he began to see the outlines of a new path, a way of living that acknowledged both the physical and the metaphysical, the seen and the unseen. And in those peaceful moments of solitude, he felt a subtle but perceptible connection to his farm, as though the land and all its denizens were reaching out to him through the very fabric of existence. It reassured him, but it also served as a constant reminder of the pact he had entered into, a pact whose terms were yet to be fully revealed. As he finally made the decision to return, both apprehensive and excited about the road that lay ahead, the farmer knew that the retreat had served its purpose. He was renewed, realigned, and ready for whatever challenges and discoveries awaited him. What he didn't know, however, was that the farm he was returning to had also undergone its own transformation in his absence, setting the stage for a revelation that would once again upend his understanding of the world. The dawn broke in hues of pink and gold as the farmer arrived back at his property. Though it had only been a short retreat, the return felt monumental, like a pilgrimage to a shrine whose deity had revealed itself in mysterious ways. He felt a blend of anticipation and trepidation as he pulled into the driveway, parking his truck beside the barn that had stood as a silent witness to his family's agricultural legacy. Stepping out, he took a moment to survey his surroundings. At first glance, everything appeared as it should be. The barn was intact, the fields stretched out in the morning light, and he could hear the familiar sounds of his animals beginning to stir. But as he looked closer, he noticed something utterly unexpected. His field of corn was no longer just corn. Interspersed among the crops were a variety of other plants, wildflowers, herbs, and even some that he could not immediately identify. It was as though his field had spontaneously diversified, transforming into a rich tapestry of vegetation beyond the monoculture he had meticulously maintained for years. His eyes then turned to the scarecrows, those enigmatic figures that had become central characters in this unfolding narrative. They, too, had changed. Each one now held an object in its straw-stuffed hands, some clutching crystals, others holding bundles of herbs, and one grasping a small, intricately carved wooden totem. The objects were clearly symbolic, charged with meanings he could only guess at but felt were deeply significant. As he stepped further into the field, he noticed that the soil itself felt different beneath his boots, more resilient, as if enriched by some unseen process. And then there was the scent, a complex aroma of earth and greenery, punctuated by floral and herbal notes that he had never associated with his farm. The entire ecosystem seemed rejuvenated, as though blessed by some benevolent force. Finally, he arrived at the clearing, the epicenter of the phenomena, the sacred space where the ritual had been performed. To his astonishment, the ground patterns had also evolved, their lines now filled with a substance that looked like crushed gemstones, glinting in the morning light. The bowl he had left at the center was gone, replaced by a large, naturally formed crystal that pulsed softly, as if imbued with a life force of its own. Overwhelmed, the farmer felt a wave of emotions wash over him, awe, gratitude, humility, and a sense of fulfillment so profound it left him momentarily breathless. Yet, among those feelings was also a sliver of fear, a recognition that he was entangled in something grand and incomprehensible, 
something that was both beautiful and demanding, nurturing and stern. Standing amidst the transformed landscape, enveloped by a reality that had transcended his wildest imaginings, he understood that the changes were not just external but internal. He was not the same person who had first observed the anomaly of the scarecrow's glowing eyes, nor was he the farmer who had ventured into the mountains to seek answers. He had evolved, just as the land had, and in that symbiotic evolution lay a path fraught with both wonder and obligation. But as he stood there, savoring the surreal beauty of the morning, he was yet unaware of the ultimate twist that awaited him, a revelation that would challenge not just his perception of the farm, but of life itself. The farmer, still contemplating the mysteries and marvels that had enveloped his life, returned to his home. He felt a pull, an intuitive nudge urging him to visit the attic, a place he hadn't been in years, and one filled with mementos, antiques, and the detritus of generations. As he ascended the creaky wooden stairs, a dusty scent filled the air, mingling with the aroma of aged wood and old books. The attic was dim, illuminated only by the soft light filtering through a small, cobwebbed window. He looked around, his eyes adjusting, and saw something he had forgotten was even there, an old, locked trunk that had belonged to his great-grandfather, a man rumored to have been both a farmer and a mystic. Feeling as though guided by an invisible hand, he found the key for the trunk in an old ceramic jar. With a sense of anticipation that made his hands tremble, he unlocked and opened it. Inside were various objects, old photographs, a tattered journal, and at the bottom, an object that took his breath away, a talisman, eerily similar to the one he had fashioned for the ritual, made of intertwined willow branches. Suddenly, a rush of understanding flooded through him, knitting together the disparate events and realizations that had led him to this moment. His great-grandfather had known, had been a part of this same incredible tapestry of mysteries, and had left behind not just a farm but a legacy of connection to the land, a pact with the unknown that had now been passed down to him. This was not just his story, but the story of generations bound to this land, each contributing to an ongoing narrative far greater than any one individual. But then, he noticed something else. Underneath the talisman was a sealed envelope, yellowed with age. Hands trembling, he opened it and unfolded the paper. Written in faded ink were words in a language he did not recognize, yet as he looked at them, they seemed to shimmer and rearrange themselves until they formed a message he could understand. And that message shook him to the core. It wasn't the land that had been waiting for a caretaker. It was he who had been prepared, guided, and tested by the land. For the land was not just soil, water, and plants. It was a sentient entity, ancient and wise. It had been the land that had moved the scarecrows, that had orchestrated the changes, that had led him to the old talisman, evaluating him, gauging his worthiness. And now, the land itself would become the caretaker. It would sustain him, guide him, and, when the time came, it would choose the next in line, just as it had chosen his great-grandfather and him. The roles had reversed. He was now the steward, the apprentice, forever bound in partnership with a stretch of earth that was far more than it seemed. As he stood there in the dim attic, holding a piece of paper that linked generations and a willow talisman that hummed with inexplicable energy, the farmer realized the breathtaking depth of the world's mysteries. In that instant, 
he was humbled and awed, but most of all, grateful. For he understood that he had been offered the rarest of gifts, a chance to glimpse behind the curtain, to dance to a tune older than time, and to become a chapter in a story that had no end.